This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heineman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Elizabeth. It's good to be back. I know. It's so fun. And today, we're super excited because we get to talk with Yulia Shubina. I think I may have messed that up. Yulia Shubina, <laughs> who is with Operation Christmas Child. Yulia, you can tell me how I misspelled or mispronounced your name. <laughs> hi, Elizabeth, and hi, Kelly. You pronounced hey. my name Perfectly. Okay, great, great. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Yulia, and just how like you came, um, like what you're doing now, what your life is like, your family, your ministry, all of those kinds of things. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Yulia Shubina, and I'm sure just by the name, our listeners can tell or can guess that I'm not originally from here, but today I actually have the joy and privilege of serving with Samaritan's Purse, an evangelical disaster relief organization, but I'm originally from a country in Central Asia that is close to the gospel, and during my childhood my country was also recovering from the fall of the Soviet Union, which my country used to be a part of, and it was difficult for my country time, and there was deficit and scarcity of really anything and everything you can think of from food to clothes to even toys but we know that John 1 5 is true the light shines in the in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it so God has used that difficult for my country time to create a window of opportunity just a short period of time when the government of my country remained restrictive yet allowed foreigners access in and it was during that window of opportunity that God used Samaritan's Purse to reach me so here's a little bit preview of my story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that God has written upon my life yes. so where, where, where do you you live now? So today I live in Boone, North Carolina, in the oh. heart of Blue Ridge Mountains, and that is where Samaritan's Purse has its headquarters. And how long have you been there? This June has marked actually six years, and I'm not planning on moving anywhere unless <laughs> God calls me. <laughs> That's great. Well, this time of year, I mean, we're recording this in the fall, and I bet it is absolutely beautiful where you are, because I've been to that area, and it is just simply breathtaking. But um, it's the time of the year that we start thinking about Operation Christmas Child, and we start thinking about the shoeboxes that we're packing at our churches. And sometimes, you know, we... We pack those boxes and we pray for the children, but you were the recipient of one of those. So I want you to tell us a little bit about what the organization does, but also just about your personal story of the shoebox that you got. Yes, I would love to. So Operation Christmas Child is a project, one of the projects of Samaritan's Purse that delivers shoebox gifts that are filled with toys, school supplies, hygiene items to children in need all around the world to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way. And Operation Christmas Child has been in existence since 1993, and over 178 million children have been blessed 
blessed not only with beautiful shoebox gifts, but also an opportunity to hear about the love and hope that we find only in Jesus Christ. And as you mentioned, I'm one of those recipients of a shoebox gift, and God reached me in a hard to reach country in Central Asia when I was nine years old and truly used a simple shoebox gift to impact my life for eternity. Yeah, and I know lots of us have probably filled those shoeboxes. So this is so encouraging to hear a story of someone who actually received it. So can you tell us a little bit more about how one person's gift in a shoebox impacted your life and then your entire family's life? So when I received my shoebox gift, I was nine years old and my shoebox actually came in a plastic purple container. <laughs> Growing up in a poor country, I have never seen a plastic container. And the fact oh, wow. that it was purple, that made it even more exciting. <laughs> right. And I remember as I lifted the lid of top of my shoebox gift, the very first item I saw was a stuffed puppy dog. And it was the nicest, the softest toy that I have ever seen. And I wish I could tell you that I did not have to share it with anybody, but I was <laughs> the only one who received it. So I had to share it with my sister, with my cousins, as well as friends in the neighborhood. And my friends, if they wanted their turn playing and petting the stuffed puppy dog, Dog, they had to climb eight flights of stairs to get to our apartment because wow. I never took the stuffed puppy dog outside <laughs> for the fear of it getting dirty or being stolen. Yeah. And believe it or not, 19 years after receiving my shoebox gift, I still have the stuffed puppy dog and it still brings me joy just as it did back when I was nine years old. <laughs> Go ahead. No, tell us, Julia. Well, I wanted to share that even though at that time my favorite item was stuffed puppy dog, honestly, every single item was just as special to me because there were so many items I have never seen before or they were too nice or too quality and I didn't want to do anything <laughs> with them because I didn't want, for example, for pencils to run out or for hair ties to get to get looser. But I remember as I finished unpacking my shoebox gift item by item, my eye caught a blue piece of notebook paper, and it was a letter from Katie, the girl who packed my shoebox gift. And I didn't know it at that time, but God used that letter to impact my life for eternity. And the reason I say that, because the letter concluded with these words, I'm praying for you, God loves you. And as a nine-year-old Yuli, I remember translating those words and wondering why would a stranger who doesn't know me, who has never met me, would not only bless me with a shoebox gift that was filled with so many beautiful quality new items, but also pray for me and tell me about this God who loves and cares for me. And to be honest, at that time, I didn't fully understand the meaning of those words, but I could not shake off the impact that they had on me and on my heart. Mm -hmm. And I remember tacking away those words and pondering them for years, wondering who is this God that Katie was praying to and how can I learn more about him? Thankfully, at the end of her letter, Katie also included a return address and that actually led to her and I becoming pen pal friends. So for the next number of years, her and I would write snail mail letters to each other. Wow. And of course, at that time, it was so exciting for me to have a pen pal friend all the way in the United States. But today, when I look back, I realize that 
the most exciting part about that friendship wasn't the fact that Kiki was from the United States, but because she was so faithful to conclude every single one of those letters with those same words, I am praying for you. Mm -hmm. And I remember for years, I continued to wonder why was the stranger so diligent praying for me and who is this God that she was praying to on my behalf. Little did I know that through those letters and through those prayers, God was planting the seeds of his love and of his hope in my heart. Wow. So do you know how old, how old was Katie when she wrote that note and you started writing letters to each other? She was about 11 years old and I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. And so our friendship continued for a few years. I think that's so encouraging because, yes. you know, a, a young girl can make such a big impact by just writing letters to someone. And the way that she was so faithful to pray for you, that's a, a really important. I think when we when we pack our shoe boxes to know that the person who's receiving it, that there's um, that there's a need there and a need to pray for them. So that's really amazing. And I kind of have the other side of that story because I wrote to uh, my shoebox recipient when I was probably about 11 or so. Yeah. And uh, she received it in Romania. And I talked, like we sent letters back and forth for years and years and years until I was like in college. And then I found her on Facebook later. Um, so those relationships continue even, and it meant so much to me to even have someone on the other side of the world that was, you know, riding with me. And, and she was so encouraging to me as well. Um, and so I, just would encourage both sides to write because it is such yeah. a like it's a two-way relationship and so so fun that I had a Romanian pen pal for years and years yeah and you got to meet the family right that's right. I had the yeah, opportunity. Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. Let me first share how I came to the United States in yeah, 2008. Yes, yes. God has opened the door for me to come as a foreign exchange student. Mm -hmm. And when I first came to the United States, I found myself living with a Christian host family and attending a Christian school. And that was the time when God began to soften my heart and really bring to the surface that uh, the seeds that were planted in my heart during my childhood through the missionaries who were ministering in my country during that window of opportunity but also through the shoebox and Katie's letters and prayers and on October 25th 2008 I opened the door of my heart and received Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in and that was really the time I thought okay now my shoebox puzzle is complete I received my shoebox <laughs> gift I became a believer in Jesus Christ and I now was packing shoeboxes shoeboxes my Myself. And just when I thought that my shoebox puzzle was complete, that is when the Lord surprised me with the opportunity to meet Katie and her parents. And, you know, going into that weekend, I honestly didn't have many expectations. I was just simply excited to meet the family and to thank them in person for the impact that they had on me. But I didn't know what was waiting for me. Over dinner, they shared that back when they finished packing my shoebox gift, and they actually remembered my shoebox gift because 
because Katie was old enough to pick out all the items herself. And she strategically placed the stuffed puppy dog at the very top because she wanted for the child who would receive it to notice that, that stuffed animal first among all the other items. But when they finished packing all the items and began to pray for the child who would receive it, they felt burdened to specifically pray that their shoebox gift wouldn't go just to any country, that it wouldn't go just to any child in the world, but they felt led specifically to pray that their shoebox gift would go to a close to the gospel country, to a child who did not know the Lord. And God very clearly answered those prayers by orchestrating for their shoebox gift to come to my country during that window of opportunity when foreigners were allowed access in. Not only that, God has also orchestrated for their shoebox gift to end up in the hands of, at that time, nine-year-old me who did not know the Lord. And once I heard that detail, I was able to look back and realize that God truly used a shoebox gift and prayers and letters of a teenager halfway across the world to first reveal himself to me, but then to plant the seeds in my heart from me to years later, come into a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. That is so awesome. And that's one thing that we also wanted you to tell us about is the the way that the shoebox is an entry point for sharing the gospel. And I know there's um, some curriculum, I think, that all the children receive at the bottom of the shoeboxes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that does point to the gospel message? Yes, with every shoebox gift, we give out the greatest gift booklet, and it is the story of Jesus and a child's native language. And we call shoebox gifts gospel opportunities because really, we pack toys, school supplies, hygiene items inside them, but we encourage those who pack those shoebox gifts to also pray for the children who would receive them because mm -hmm. once we pray over them, they truly become gospel opportunities in the hands of the local ministry partners on the ground who are local believers who are dedicated to share the gospel with children in their communities in a child-friendly and culturally sensitive way. Mm -hmm. And in many of our countries, we also offer a follow-up discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. And it's a 12-lesson program during which children who have received shoebox gifts are invited to come back and then also not only learn who Jesus Christ is, but also how to have an active day-to-day -day relationship with him, but are also equipped to share their faith with their friends and family. So it's really neat to see how, as a result of one shoebox gift, God can impact not only the whole family, but sometimes even a whole community. That's amazing. And I think sometimes we lose sight of, we, we focus so much on the shoebox and so much on the gifts, and we don't focus as much on what you all, you know, what Operation Christmas Child and what Samaritan's Purse is doing beyond that to, to keep the gospel in front of those kids. I think that's really, really a, a, an important factor that we sometimes miss in, in all of this. And we're, Elizabeth and I were just thinking, um, we're interested, you got to meet your family, but have you ever gotten to meet a family that you have um, done an, a shoebox for? Let me say not yet, because <laughs> I hope the Lord will allow that opportunity one day, because I have received a letter and a picture 
and a return address in my shoebox with my shoebox gift. I always include a letter with return address in my shoebox gift, but I have yet to hear from somebody who has received my shoebox gift, but not giving up, giving up on my hope yet. Yes. Uh, you're, you're, I have a feeling you'll probably get to do that at some point. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. So how can our listeners, let's just give like a Operation Christmas Child 101 lesson. How can our uh, <laughs> listeners participate in Operation Christmas Child this year? Well, first of all, I want to say that anyone can participate, whether as an individual, as a family, with their group, with their church. And what you do is you take a shoebox gift or a plastic container that's about that side, decide whether you would like to pack a shoebox gift for a boy or for a girl, and then decide the age of a child. So we have three age categories, two to four, five to nine, 10 to 14, and then fill it with items such as toys, school supplies, hygiene items, uh, do not put any things, uh, anything that could be damaging to the shoebox or to the other shoeboxes like liquids or things that could be damaging to a child or harmful to a child. For example, war toy items or any sharp, uh, sharp or breakable objects. And then, as I mentioned, if the Lord puts it on your heart, include a letter um, for the child who will be receiving the shoebox gift and most importantly, seal that shoebox gift with prayer. Mm. Mm. And, and there's probably a list on your website of things that are like good suggestions, yes. right? That's right. For those who might need some help with suggestions, I know I always struggle with items for teenage boxes, so I always have to check, uh, check out that list myself. But for more information, absolutely, our listeners can go to samirnaspurs.org slash OCC, and we have um, fun ways, fun ideas on how to pack shoebox gifts, as well as information on where our listeners can drop off packed shoeboxes during National Collection Week, which is always third week in November. That's right. So it's coming up pretty soon. So we want to make sure that people know, you know, now's the time to either start planning it in your church or to start looking for things for items. I, I have people in my church that they look all year long, mm -hmm. like they'll kind of keep an eye out for things that may be on sale or just maybe they want to buy several things all at once. And they just kind of keep a, a collection of things that they're going to use each year for their shoe boxes. And I think that's pretty neat that they think about it all year long, too. Yes. I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> I have several bins that I collect items for shoeboxes throughout the year. It's perfect because you can get everything when it's on sale, you know, like school That's supplies right, right after uh, school starts and all of that kind of stuff. And I think, too, um, we also have some blog posts on LifewayWomen.com where we have some packing tips and like uh, a fun way to host a packing party and lots of things like that. So you'll want to check out those links in our show notes as well. Well, Yulia, one of the questions we always ask, because this is the Marked Podcast, is we want to ask you just what has marked you in your walk with Jesus Christ? So this year, actually, the end of October marks 12 years of me walking with the Lord. And one thing that marks my walk with Christ is His faithfulness to pursue after me. You know, when I look back at my life, 
the verse from Revelation 3.20 comes to mind. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I am amazed to see how many years Jesus was pursuing after me and after my heart, but never forcing himself on me. Instead, was waiting until I was ready to receive him. And once I did, of course, my life was never the same. And one word that I always describe his relationship towards me is his faithfulness to pursue after me. And I'm so grateful he did not give up on us, nor does he give up on anybody. He pursues and pursues, but he never forces himself upon us. So I'm very grateful for that to the Lord. Yes, we are all grateful for his faithfulness. And it's so um, it's such a good reminder to hear from people in all walks of life from all over the world that God is faithful in pursuing us and he's faithful in drawing himself or drawing us to him. So that is such an encouragement. Um, we also wanted to ask how our listeners can pray for you and for Operation Christmas Child as well as for those who are in closed countries, closed off to the gospel, what are some ways that we can pray right now for um, those different people around the world? You know, it's amazing. I will quote my friend who is also a shoebox recipient from a closed country. And when talking about uh, that, she says, whenever you suppress something, the more you do that, the, the bigger it grows. And so it's always amazing how believers strive under persecution, not that we want for anybody to ever be persecuted for their faith, but it's amazing how the number of believers grow and how the gospel continues to spread forward when when people are being suppressed. So pray for courage, pray for unwavering faith of those who are being persecuted in those close countries and pray that the gospel may continue to go forward because God, he can reveal himself in many miraculous ways. I mean, <laughs> for, for my story, for example, he used a shoebox gift to reveal himself to me. And God is good like that. He can reveal yes. himself in dreams and visions. And we know that he is very much present in those dark countries. And as I quoted John 1.5 earlier, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And we praise him for that. That's yes. so good. And I think, too, that we just need to remember that even in the midst of everything that we've encountered in 2020, and a lot of mission trips have been canceled. People can't travel. People can't go to a lot of countries, but we can still pack shoeboxes. And, you know, God is still going to use that and multiply the things that we do and the things that we pray for. And so this is a great way for you to include your children in doing missions mm -hmm. and, and to still be a part of something. Thing, even when we can't travel or when things are still a little bit difficult in the midst of um, the pandemic. Yes. And I think that's so encouraging that the light or the darkness cannot, or what is the verse? The light cannot, the light will overcome the darkness. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't talk all of a sudden. But yes. And I think, especially as we start thinking toward Christmas, this is Operation Christmas Child, um, that that is the message of the gospel and that is the message of you know, Christmas itself, that the light has come and it is shining on our world. And I feel like this season, especially with, like Kelly said, with all of 2020 and all the things that we um, have experienced this year as a work, like globally, um, 
we definitely need the light. We can see the need for the light. And so this is just one way to be participating in that as well as, like Yulia said, like praying for boldness for those countries. So we encourage you all to do both of those things. And we're going to have links in the show notes um, or like in your podcast app. You can just go to uh, the links to go to Operation Christmas Child and learn how to pack a shoebox as well as some fun links on our blog with Yulia's story and um, how to pack a box and all that kind of fun stuff. So we hope that you do that this season. Absolutely. Well, Yulia, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. And we really do want to encourage our listeners to be part. And we just pray that God will continue to bless your ministry there and and that the ministry of Operation Christmas Child. Thank you. And thank you for having me and allowing me this opportunity to share of God's faithfulness in my life. Absolutely. Well, thank you listeners for joining us for the Mark podcast, and we hope that you'll continue to come back week after week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heinemann. Use the hashtag Mark podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.